Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. We could have had it all rolling in the deep. You had my heart inside of your hands and you played it to the beat. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Heal Here podcast. And that song was not from me. That song was actually chosen by my guest Brandy Bolton today who I had an amazing conversation with, lots of interesting topics coming up. And I caught her totally off guard with asking her to sing at the beginning. And I was going to, like, we started recording right away and I wasn't planning on putting any of that. I was, I was planning on editing most of it out of the podcast, the preamble, but I think I'm going to leave it in. Uh, just how she came to choose this song, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, so I'll leave that in and I'm not going to take up too much of your time here on the front end, but I hope everybody is having a great week. I know I've had a couple of weird days, like lots of emotions coming up to the surface for me. So I don't know if it's just a me thing or a collective thing, but I hope that you are navigating these energies with ease. And I just wanted to let you know that I did release new training dates for Holy Fire Reiki training, Holy Fire Reiki level one and two training on May 6th and May 7th. So that's a Saturday and a Sunday. It's live, it's on Zoom, and I would love for you to join if you feel called towards that path, if you feel pulled towards Reiki, and Reiki will call to you. I have had students sign up who have never even had a Reiki session done before, but they just knew that they needed to be trained in Reiki attuned to this energy, which is pretty amazing to me that someone is following their guidance in that way, just knowing that this is something that they connect to and that they want in their life. So I think that that's awesome. So if you are feeling the call, if you are feeling the nudge, then you can check out the show notes and there's a link to sign up. And if you do sign up up to two weeks before the training, you can get $25 off the tuition with the code EARLYBIRD at checkout. As well, something I'm working on is a breathwork, introduction to breathwork masterclass which I will be offering soon. And I'm also working on animal Reiki level one and two training. So if that's of interest to you, just keep your eyes and your ears open because that is hopefully going to release in the near future. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Brandy Bolton. Brandy is a podcast host. She has a podcast called Spirit Talk. She's an intuitive, an energy worker, and a seer. She loves spiritual philosophy. And in our interview, she talks about her future plans around building a spiritual community. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting with Brandy. 
Okay. Yeah. So I start every podcast by singing and usually it's like a song that just comes into my awareness and I start singing it. I'm not a good singer. And then I've only had one other uh, interview before um, with the intuitive rising Amy Brooks. And so we started shout randomly. Out Amy. Shout out to Amy. She's and my so, buddy too. Yeah. Did I thought, you know that? I, I thought you knew each other. I thought so. She's going to be on my podcast next week. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, so we started singing and I don't, a song came to me. And then anyway, I haven't planned a song, but we might have to sing because that's how I start my podcast is singing. So you have to sing too. <laughs> I didn't oh tell you that. So look, this is good because you're making, you made me get out of my comfort zone. Maybe this is out of your comfort zone or maybe it's not. <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Wait, what's a song? What's a song that's coming into your awareness right now? What's a song that you have in your head? Um, uh, to be honest, it's an Adele song. Okay. What is it? The, the song, I don't know lyrics very well, but it goes rolling in the deep. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Okay. We got this. Okay. Wait. Um, okay. How does it go? It goes rolling in the deep. Mm-hmm. What are the lyrics? We need to know. I don't know. I okay. suck at lyrics. No, I have to look this oh, up. Oh, you had my heart inside of your hands and... <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, I'm looking it up because we are going to sing this going oh in here. Oh my gosh. Um, this is just, this is so relevant. I'll tell you after. Yeah. Because usually are you psychic? I, <laughs> I, I, I am. I think we all are. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Wait, I was I... just, I just went to the bathroom in between our talks and I, I had this in my head. You had that song in your head. Yeah. I'm not surprised that that you were, that's so cool. I was like, oh, I should tell her this in advance. I'm like, no, I think I shouldn't. I think we'll just see where this goes. You're rolling in the deep. Is that, wait, I'm going to let you lead it. This is your song. Oh my so. gosh. What song did I have in my head? Adele, the best singer there is. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, um, that's like Adele, Whitney Houston. If you want to go, yeah, yeah the, right. The, okay, this okay. is what I had in my head. Rolling, Rolling in, in the, the deep. You had my heart inside of your hands, and you played it to the beat. I love. That's enough. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't know. This is your thing. I'm just going along. I'm playing along like a good sport. You're definitely being a good sport. So thank you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just reading the lyrics here now and they're so powerful. The scars of your love remind me of us. They keep me thinking that we almost had it all. The scars of your love. They leave me breathless. I can't help but feeling we could have had it all. Ooh, dang. She's we so good at a love song. Yeah, we could have had, had it all, all, all. <laughs> rolling. rolling in the deep. <laughs> and uh, I feel like that's relevant because we are kind of rolling in the deep here because we're talking about deep stuff. We definitely are rolling in the deep. And it's funny, I've actually had people, I just started randomly when I started my podcast singing these lyrics, whenever I would just get ready, press record, 
a song would pop into my head. And that's what happens. Like I do matcha pours in my stories every day and I get these songs that are coming into my head and I feel intuitively guided to put them with me pouring my matcha on my stories. And I've had some interesting, like that these songs have meant something to people and have oh people have made a connection goodness. with them. And like, even on the podcast, I've had people reach out and tell me that the song that I, even though some of the songs are like, uh, like this is how, well, nobody reached out for my podcast with Amy when we sang, this is how we do it by Montel Jordan, but no one, no oh. one reached out about that one to say it, it got them in the feels, but maybe somebody will reach out after this Adele, after this Adele to song. Our, our janky <laughs> <laughs> rendition of a song that we did not know the words to. And that but you had, is a, yeah, there's Sorry. a reason. I think there is a reason. I think there is a reason. And there's a reason I didn't tell you about it because it's funny because as I said, I like to be so prepared for everything. And then I usually like to tell people like the questions I'm going to ask them. And I would, you know, I, I should have told you that in advance, but then yeah. After talking to you, I'm like trying to embrace my flow, like try not flow, but trying to be more spontaneous and let things flow. So yeah. Look at you. Uh, You're I love doing it. it. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. Doing it. <laughs> and for the listeners, we just spoke on my co- podcast spirit talk. So that's what we're talking about is we were already speaking for a good hour. And then I, I went to the bathroom in between and got a drink and now we're on yours. And I was in the bathroom singing, rolling in the deep. And I don't know why. So maybe this is why. And this is, it is why you were already, we were already connecting. You were already preparing yourself for your little solo there. Although oh. my, my voice kind of messed it up a bit. You actually have a nice Not voice. So yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> and this is why it's re- relevant. I was like, I put you outside your comfort zone on my podcast. You said that because I didn't have, um, you know, specific prepared questions. And and that's something that you're getting hits from the universe from like, okay, this is something that is good for you and to work on, right? And then you come at me with this song, for the love <laughs> of God. I just, okay, so I was supposed to go camping this coming weekend, and turns of events, things happened. We're not going to go now. Um, but I wasn't all that upset because I was going to miss out on a friend's birthday party when when I was camping. So now that we're not going, I messaged somebody. I was like, I get to come. I get to come to the birthday. And she's so happy I get to come. And I felt so excited. And she goes, it's karaoke. And I'm like, oh. Oh gosh. <laughs> I got so scared. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Like I, I know people are going to tell me I have to get up there and I'm trying to figure out what's up. So- oh, I'm so freaked out. So you just put me outside my conversation. So back at you. We're getting Sorry. each other. <laughs> We're getting- Sorry. Actually, my I don't, I think I've only done karaoke once in my life and it was to whoop. There it is. Like Tag team back again. Check it your mic and let's begin. Party on party people. Let me hear some noise. DC's in the house. Jump, jump for joy. Okay, I'm going to stop. Um, but, <laughs> but that's the only song. But yeah, who even sings that? Whoop, there it is. And actually, I've sang this on my podcast before. That's yeah. But of course I have. But yeah, that's the only <laughs> karaoke experience I've ever had. And definitely, I don't know. I think it's definitely my probably my last. Um <laughs> Well, singing in a karaoke kind of setting to me is really frightening because of fear of judgment um, and because of my perfectionism. 
which I just want to freaking bury that already. And that's why this is being presented to me, I'm sure, by the universe where my plans fell through and suddenly I'm going to karaoke. That said, <laughs> I am a singer. I'm always singing by myself and with my family constantly. So the fact that you opened that up that way, I love it. Keep it up. It's amazing. And your matcha singing, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so because you're a singer and you have that connection to music, would you say that you are very clear audience? Like that's one of your stronger clairs? Mm-mm. Really? <laughs> really? No, but do you know what, Kate? You just got this in my head is maybe once I do put myself out there and surrender to the fact that, yes, people will judge me and that's okay <laughs> and put myself in front of a mic and karaoke, maybe my clear audience will come up a little bit. You know, sometimes yeah. we have to invite this energy in, right? And because I am in resistance to doing that in front of people or at least people that I don't know or whatever it is, maybe that's why my clear audience isn't super strong. Because, yeah, I'd say that's lowest, lowest on the really? list. Even yeah, lower that's than so, smell. That's so interesting. And I bet it will open up if you are kind of putting yourself in more of those uh, maybe environments where you can kind of tap into it because my lowest was probably clairsentience. I wouldn't feel the energy in my body, like with Reiki and everything. And I've talked about this on my podcast before, but just recently I've been doing a lot of somatic work um, just to try to regulate my central nervous system. And since I've been doing this somatic work, connecting with my body in conjunction with like Reiki, I feel like the Reiki is opening it up as well, but I feel like I'm starting to feel it more in my body because of the somatic work that I'm doing. And it's like helping me develop my clairsentience. So I could totally see that for you. Yeah. If you I couldn't agree more, I've uh, throughout my life been an expert level. Like if there was a, a desire for a master class in spiritual bypassing, I could teach it. Okay. <laughs> Me too. I could too. So, and, and, and how that like showed up in my life is feelings are not okay. Like I, I don't want this. I I'm going to try everything I can do to avoid feeling, especially within my body, especially as being such a hypersensitive energy sensitive person. Like I, I, feel everything very strongly and learned how to turn that down way down and so I totally relate with working with the nervous system and retraining it and and learning how to feel being something that you have to do before the clairsentience comes on board and it's 100% true and I've, I'm, I'm working through the exact same thing and I'm starting to feel in readings and in uh, Reiki sessions and in anything like that I'm starting to feel way more now and it's amazing like it's awesome I'm ready for it finally you know as an adult in my late 30s here it's okay it's safe now it's safe. You know that's I mean? exactly yeah I've been disconnected from my body a lot of my life I think like dissociating like and I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood and I think I left my body like a lot of the time, like just yep. because it felt safer to do that. So now it is that relearning that it is my body. It's safe for me to be here. It's safe for me to feel things. And I just recently made that connection about, oh my gosh, since I've been doing this somatic work, 
I'm starting to feel the Reiki energy and more in my body and get those into it, like getting the goosebumps as confirmation. I never got those before. And a lot of people, I, I don't know, like my husband would get them all the time. My friend would get them all the time. And I was like, oh, I never, ha- I don't get that experience often. So it's pretty cool to, when you start to open up a new Claire and have those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's rewind. We jumped right in. I didn't even introduce you, which I will. I'm sure I'll go back and do a, a, a little more of an introduction, but Randy <laughs> Bolton, welcome to Heal Here. I'm so excited to have you here. And thank you. Um, yeah. And I just was on her spirit talk podcast. So we had a lot of fun chatting. We could have chatted for a very long time. And that's why it's great that we're continuing the conversation on heal here today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like talking about your kind of spiritual awakening journey and you talked about, you know, being a very sensitive child or sensitive person, like have you always known that you, you had these gifts? Is this something you knew as a young child or like, how did these gifts show up for you or open, you know, how did you open up to this path that you're on? Uh, only looking back now to when I was a child, do I understand that? Yes, I had those gifts from very early age of being energy sensitive and, and really actually being able to tune into the other side with regard to receiving messages from spirit guides, from just source in the universe as a young child, I would have never put it that way. (laughs) Um, and I didn't really have the environment, um, that would have put it that way. I did have Catholic roots, um, as well. And so, yeah, looking back, I absolutely had this, these abilities, um, and really didn't know what they were or how to use them or anything like that until I was about, well, 33 or so years old and have been through, um, having both of my children and finally being at a point where okay, I need to invest in myself and really learn about myself and really follow my interests. It was like, I kind of wrote myself a permission slip to, okay, I need to do things that light me up. There's way more to this. And I know that, but why am I not leaning into it? (laughs) Well, yeah. So I, I really just kind of took that leap and it did feel like a leap. The first thing I ever really signed up for as a course was mediumship development, which I don't know how that happened. That's not even something that I was really looking to learn. Um, But, you know, the universe works in these really mysterious ways sometimes, (laughs) because suddenly I found myself sending money to a teacher who was going to teach me mediumship development. And I had known her because uh, she was at a house party, I guess you call it like a group reading, you know, where a psychic medium comes to a house and does like a group event. Yeah. So that's how I knew of her and followed her on probably Facebook. Um, So that's Danielle, Danielle Serang. No, it's not Danielle, though. I do kind of consider her a mentor as well, just through, I really consumed her podcast a lot in the first year before she was even really huge uh, with her podcast. Uh, And I actually took, I think, one course through her as well. And she's amazing. Um, It's Melissa White. And the two of them know each other. Yeah, I've I've listened to her podcast before. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, And but 
Uh, that said, that was the first time I really invested in learning anything like mediumship or or like that. But it really was my whole life being training for this. Um, I was always, always drawn to it. And I always say to people, the things that you're interested in are for a reason. You know, I'd want to know about psychics. I'd read Sylvia Brown's books. I'd watch Maury where Sylvia Brown, or sorry, not Maury, um, Montel Williams, where Sylvia Brown was on a guest. I never, ever watched any episode except for if Sylvia Brown was a guest. She was a renowned psychic medium back when I was young. Um, so, you know, a constant interest through life and definitely turning down my abilities um, as life was hard or rough, which is kind of the opposite thing that I should have done. But um yeah, finally investing in myself led to this beautiful unfolding of uh holy crap, I can do this. <laughs> and 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 believing, yeah, I've been doing this and now I'm really fine-tuning it and developing it, and this feels right and it feels good. Wow. That's amazing. So do you think that, do you think that motherhood is something that something about, like, I feel like I've heard before other people, it was motherhood that somehow kind of pushed them to along uh, on this path or introduced them to this path that it was motherhood. Like, and I guess you said you started to realize like, I need to start prioritizing myself and because everything goes into your children yeah, yes, for sure. It was motherhood. Um, you know, a lot of women can kind of lose themselves a little bit when they have little babies. My my sons are just about three years apart, like two and a half years apart. And that's a lot. It is a lot to go through, especially being so isolated in our society is having us as these single family dwellings. And you know, I could get into that and it's way off topic, but that's really not how humans are supposed to be. So the isolation that I felt uh, was almost crippling. Like I, I had to change, like I had to go outside of my little bubble here. So that was definitely a part of it. Also the loss of a loved one. Um, my, my husband's brother passed away and I could sense his energy. I, I, I just knew things, you know, about that. And, and that made me kind of trust that I was able to tune into this. And also, um, I had somebody over like a psychic party, you know, a, a person who is a psychic medium who came over to my house for like six people or whatever. And it just clicked that, oh, I'm picking up everything she's saying. Like, I, I, she, to me, through my life, I was like, not understanding that everybody isn't like this. So in a sense, I was like, what, what she's doing is really special, but it's not like rare. But in fact, it's just because I was doing it my whole life and not knowing, especially right. with claircognizance, because it's hard to determine that um, especially with claircognizance that it's, it's not your own mind making it up. So those three things and other factors combined made me push, <laughs> really made me jump off that cliff of, Oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so when, when you did that, like 
start, you know, signed up for that first course, how did, like, did you tell people in your family? Like, was this, were you doing this kind of like, you know, kind of in the closet or were you telling people about it? Oh man, Uh, there is such a polarity within me. Um, I'm Sagittarius Leo moon. So very fiery and very extroverted and very, uh, let's go for it and do this but Scorpio rising. So I want to be in the closet as well. I want to keep my stuff to myself and not have other people know my business. That's how that plays out for me. Um, And so many other aspects of my personality with numerology and all kinds of things like that. So I'm almost always still a little bit in the closet and not really in a bad way, like not really in a bad way. Cause listen, I'm okay with people knowing that I do this weird woo woo stuff, certainly in a, a Catholic part of the family, that would be considered quite strange. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and th- that's really just happened in the last couple of years is that mm, I don't have really have any F's to give about that anymore. I'm, you know, getting closer and closer to age 40 years old. I can't be worrying about what my uncle and auntie and cousins and this and that think. But at the same time, I do like to, uh, keep my development to myself a little bit and keep some things to myself. Um, I take a really long time to process things and work things through and get to a point where I'm ready to talk about it with people and things like that. So I'm okay with having like, you know, a half a leg in the closet (laughs) and not always be talking about this, even though I kind of tend to do that. Yeah, it's funny. Like I feel the same way. And I feel like I, when you're saying like, you want to not have people knowing your business and things like that, I am the same way yet. I have this podcast. I'm like, it's just this dichotomy. I'm like, what the heck? Like, what am I doing? Like my, what I really want to do is like, not even have like one part of me doesn't want to have Instagram, doesn't want anybody to know anything about my life. But then I feel like, my calling, like I'm trying to follow my purpose and, and I feel like I need to be sharing and I'm a five, one manifester. So, you know, manifestors are supposed to inform. So that's why I started my podcast is to be informing so I could be more in alignment. And, and I do, I do think it's important to have these podcasts. Um, I think we talked about this in your podcast about like listening to them makes you feel less alone. Mm-hmm. On the spirit, because if you're going through a spiritual awakening, and you know, I've been talking to a few of my clients lately who are deep in like deep in like dark night of the soul, like spiritual awakening stuff, and it is mm-hmm. isolating, it is so it, it's just so difficult. And so, to know that there are other people who are going through this, it just makes you feel less alone. And I know that podcasts and helped me a lot, like on, on the spiritual path to make me feel more, you know, connected. And also that it's not just, it's not just me going through this. So yeah, I think a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and that's why I'm glad that I'm having you on and, and more and more guests on, because sometimes I find it I'm not even sharing as much as I should or want to because I do both solo and guest episodes. And sometimes I just get in my head about the solo ones. Like, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like, 
it's imposter effect a little bit and it's you know again the perfectionism the fear of judgment and stuff like that with people I find it easier to share uh, with other people I do continue I do still want to continue to do the solo podcast but they're harder for me it's a it's a vulnerability thing and and stuff like that so I agree um, I feel like we are on the same level with a one foot in the closet and that's okay Um, but podcasts have been really important to my, to my journey of discovering myself and my abilities. Um, and, and community is so important and it's not always in this day and age in person. So, uh, that is why I do mine as well is, you know, I'm called to share my experiences, my light, my energy as you are, and this is how I'm doing it. And it feels good. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. You're talking so much about community because that message like is coming through so strongly as we're transitioning, you know, the world is transitioning right now. The energies are changing and collect, you know, collective consciousness is rising and that there's a need for community right now, like like like-minded individuals coming together. And I keep getting this message like, Oh, I have to create more community or create a community. But, but what you're saying too, is like this podcast is even just creating a community, Mm -hmm. you know, which is nice, a nice way to think of it. Cause it is true because that's what, Mm -hmm. that's what I felt part of a community when I listened to certain podcasts. So Mm -hmm. I love, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, And it's inspiring to me to hear other people's ideas. I get my own then. And frankly, I listen to less spiritual podcasts now that I have one of my own. um, Because sometimes I'll feel like (laughs) I'm stealing. That's exactly how I've even been called to like, and I don't know, it's just so hard to unfollow people. Like, because I don't, I just kind of want to be in my own bubble and not influenced and, and be creating content and not be, not have outside influences. It's so it's hard. I'm like, oh, cause I have friends, but I, you know, in the spiritual community and, but I'm even been called to, I don't know. I've been thinking about that lately, but I haven't been listening to a lot of spiritual podcasts as much either because I just want is the exact, exactly what you're saying. And it's interesting because even if we don't listen to other people's content and ideas, a lot of time we'll all touch on the same things anyways, because we're doing really intuitive work and, you know, tuning into messages that we hear from guides or, or the universe or whatever you work with the Akashic records or, um, and so we all tend to hit on things at the same time time frame and the same topics it is a lot a lot so yeah yeah which it, is great I love yeah. that it shows that how connected we really are yeah mm-hmm. we really are so connected um well okay so tell me more about like what like what do you do if somebody said you know what do you do like what what would you tell them like <laughs> with regards to your spiritual business or your spiritual community that's something that I'm still figuring out myself. The thing that is that I know to be true is this podcast is something that I do. And it is to highlight spiritual topics, get, get curiously or curious people really, really thinking about these things and 
also sharing what I know and what I learned from spirit. So the podcast is something that I'm okay with saying I have a podcast and I do that. Um, as far as actual offerings and a, and a business, I don't really have one. I do readings for people that all come through just however they come. Like I get a message or an email. Can you give me a reading? I, I have never, ever had a, a, an official offering. And I don't know that I will with regard to readings. I'd love to continue to do readings until I'm maybe 80 years old, God willing. But I always say it's practice and I'm learning. And it's for me as much as it is the person. Now, I did my practice period of free readings to really start to get to know how I work with spirit and stuff like that. So I no longer do them for free. I do them for, you do need to give me an exchange. So they send me whatever they send me money-wise when we're done. And what that's what they feel it was worth or what they're comfortable with paying. So yes, I do readings, paid readings, uh, but it's totally on the down low still. And I like it like that. What I will be moving towards with regard to a spiritual uh, business is um, intuitive development and empowering people to be in their power and learning about their abilities. That's where I'm really lit up. Um, and gathering the knowledge that I do through readings and through Reiki and all these other modalities um, to help people learn about themselves. That's where I'll go with regard to a business. Um, I do have my first official offering, which is an in-person event with two friends, which is... Um, a group Reiki healing meditation, and then intuitive exercises afterward. Um, that'll be in Maple Ridge, BC on April 29th. And you can DM me if you are interested in that. Um, and so that's kind of going to lift the lid off of this whole thing that has been calling me that I've been a little bit too scared to fully step into yet, if that makes sense. That's, that's super exciting that you're hosting that in-person event. I just feel like I just see things opening up for you like after this, like, I don't know. I just, I love that you are kind of see yourself moving into that teacher role. And it is true. Like through all of the sessions you do, like every time you do a session for someone, there's so much learning. And we were even talking about this in your episode about the clients that come to you. And I've talked to Amy about this with the mirroring, like for me, mirroring, I bring a lot of clients to me who have, are mirroring things that I've either gone through or am going through. And so I've had a lot of learning about myself, but also, yeah, about how spirit works. And it's just, there's just so much to be learned during a session. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. And what, what cooler, better way to learn, like there's no cooler way to learn more awesome, amazing way to learn than through doing this cool magic type work. It's, it's great. I love it. It is. It's my, yeah. it always, it never ceases to amaze me. There's always these things that happen that I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I just feel really grateful that I get to do this work and that I get to be a part of this. And 
I mean, that being said, it's the he being in this line of work and like doing your own healing is not for the faint of heart. It can be very challenging. And so, you know, I've even said to my husband, I don't know, at different times in the last couple of years when things have been really hard, I said, I remember saying to him, oh, like we're on a walk and I'm like, I just don't know if I like, I just kind of want to go back to autopilot and not be like, it'd be so much easier to go back to autopilot when I didn't know all the things that I know now. And I wasn't consciously aware and just for a day. And he's like, you don't mean that. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, it is, be- it is better being consciously aware, but it's hard sometimes. Oh, oh, I love that you said that it is not for the faint at heart at all. In fact, I kind of did decide to, what did you say? Go on autopilot. Okay. So I kind of did do that. My first real deep um, spiritual awakening was when I was like early twenties, you know, Eckhart Tolle. um, Yeah. So I was in, I was in um, the middle of the forest in the Kootenays, beautiful part of British Columbia um, camping just with a tent with my now husband. He was my boyfriend at the time. Um, so we took this long road trip, just us and our dog and followed this book that says like, turn left at the big rock, reset your tripometer, turn right at the giant tree, like this lake in the middle of the woods that nobody goes to. Um, so I read Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth in this magical setting beside the lake in my tent. We stayed there for a week. Um God, what idiots. We had no gun. <laughs> There's bears everywhere. There's cougars everywhere. Oh okay. my gosh. We don't have bears or cougars in uh, Prince Edward Island. Yeah. <laughs> right? Looking back now, I'm like, uh, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that in the same position. But it was, you know, divine timing. I read this and my mind blew open. My heart blew open. My spirit blew open. I had a very pretty much like a spontaneous spiritual awakening. I understood what the ego was. I I really understood what Eckhart was writing about. Um, And I, I I might've read that book twice during that trip. And, uh, and being 22 or three years old, or however old I was at that time, 22, 23, it was too much. It was too much. It was too fast, too much, too soon. In the sense, and they say that because I did go back to sleep a little bit and go a little bit more on autopilot. Uh, I'd say like a year or two after that, I was like way less awakened than I was in this period of time. And it was just because I wasn't ready. I still had life to live. I, I also wasn't in the right environment or have the right of people around me to be able to support this level of spiritual awakening. So I did kind of, I don't know if it was a conscious choice, but I did kind of go back onto autopilot. You never, and I've said this on my podcast, I talked about this with my friend Ty, you, the toothpaste can't be put back in the tube. <laughs> yeah, you're but, right. <laughs> So it's like all the toothpaste squeezed out of the tube. And that book really helped with that. Uh, but I did kind of let it dry on the surface of the countertop, this toothpaste, <laughs> <laughs> before I was ready to really use it. And so then my next level of awakening 
was a slower and, you know, I did get back to that level that I was at when I was 22, but in a way different and more gentle way, <laughs> spirit understood um, and my, you know, higher self or soul level understood that um, I really need to be like uh, ever unfolding rose and a slow bloomer in a sense. <laughs> Wow. I've never really talked to anybody who's had a spontaneous, like I've never really understood what a spontaneous awakening was. And I've never talked, like I've heard about it, but I've never really talked to anybody who's experienced that. And that it is, that must be so overwhelming, like to just in an instant come to these realizations about, you know, Mm -hmm. the world, how everything kind of works and to see it felt absolutely amazing and and I did have like a little bit of um perfect timing for that because I was on vacation mode I was in this set and setting of uh like a basically a magical forest where you'd imagine fairies live fairies and grizzly bears (laughs) and (laughs) and um and so it felt great colors were brighter songs meant more to me like everything was just lit up and and this is what can happen after spiritual awakenings but i just wasn't ready and it slowly did dull down until i was <laughs> wow so do you think like have you gone through a dark night of the soul yeah looking back i would say just before i finally uh took that leap into investing in myself and took that mediumship course. Um, not, uh, not an intense, quick kind of dark night of the soul where something specifically was happening, but kind of a slow burn of being quite unsure of myself and maybe even a little depressed with life. Like, this just this sucks like I too isolated really really enjoying my children but also just being lost and really not knowing who I am or what I'm here for or feeling purpose you know so that I would say a period of maybe a couple years of a little bit of a dark night of the soul I just feel like more and more people are kind of going through that right now and would resonate with what you just described that just feeling of yeah, being a bit lost, feeling depressed and like not knowing what their purpose is, like feeling pretty stuck. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that that is ne- it's it's a necessary part of the spiritual path to to mm-hmm. kind of go through that and and have that experience. And I just feel like you can gain so much clarity, like through your dark, dark night of the soul, like uh, things do become clear, even though you're very challenged. I for me personally, I've, I got a lot of clarity out of mine, although yeah, it's not very fun when you're in it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's clarity on what you don't want. Right. Oh, that's so true. It's Pushing so true you toward what you actually should be doing. What, so what you don't want keeps showing up and you're in the midst of this kind of energy that is not good. And that's the thing that pushes you to more soul alignment and more purpose-driven work. And I think with regard to purpose, it's everybody on the planet's purpose in a sense to learn their power and what are their amazing abilities and to really gather up their soul energy and their power and, and shine that back and use that. And, and yeah, that is their purpose to um, learn themselves and know what their magic is 
that's yeah. purpose in and of itself. Yeah. It's, we all have these unique gifts and it's just remembering what those gifts are. And for me, like that's one of the qualities of Holy Fire Reiki is that it actually helps you. It empowers you and, and helps lead you towards your purpose. Like that's one of the specific qualities of, of this Holy Fire Reiki. And that's where, like, I, I have like a prayer that's a, that I, that I say, I try to say every day if I remember it, but like, please heal me and guide me. So I may be of better service to myself and others. And yeah, this energy has really been instrumental in helping to guide me, you know, and peel back the layers to reveal the gifts that I'm meant to be using, you know, to be in alignment and in my purpose. And, and yeah, speaking of Reiki, so you, you practice Reiki, like, do you use, are you, do you use Reiki in any of your, in your sessions? You talked about somebody could DM you or is it more just psychic um, sessions? And you talked about also Reiki opening up your gifts. Where do I even start with Reiki? Um, yeah, like I did start to de- develop my psychic mediumship gifts before I did Reiki. And that is, must be for a reason. Um, I think that had I done Reiki first, I wouldn't trust my abilities as much or something like that. There is a reason why it went in the order that it did for sure. So I had already gained some confidence in the fact that, you know, I definitely pick up things that are beyond the five senses in the 3D world, which is what being psychic is. And everybody has some level of this. Um, so I was already kind of confident in that when I started Reiki and when I did start Reiki, um, it was clear to me that a big part of the reason was for myself and my self healing. Um, yes, I do use it in a very intuitive kind of flowy way, not in a traditional sense with symbols and stuff when I'm working with people, like when I'm doing readings, um, uh, I will feel people's pain, sorrow, and grief come up sometimes in readings. And that's when I will send out Reiki to them distantly. And sometimes I don't even know that I'm doing that, um, which is okay. I believe it's morally okay. I've checked in with that. Um, I wouldn't tune in and tap into somebody's psychically without them knowing, but Reiki is a whole different thing. Um So yeah, I've really enjoyed my Reiki journey for myself mostly. I absolutely do appointments. Again, I just, people people who I regularly have, they just keep coming back in my own home. I have a room, I'm in it right now, where I do Reiki. And that's amazing. And I'm really, really grateful that I'm able to do that for people. But I'm pretty, pretty sure that I was drawn to it for myself. Um, and it's just a bonus that I'm able to reflect it back to people and do sessions for people as well. That's awesome. Yeah. The self-healing is so valuable just to have that, to have that tool for your own healing. And even though it's funny, I was drawn to it for different reasons, as I was saying in your podcast to open up my gifts and to help support my mom. But I think for me, I needed it the most, but I was drawn to it for other reasons, not really needing, not really understanding that I was the person who needed the self-healing the most. And, and that's why I've, I found that working with this energy has been the most transformational for me on my personal healing journey. And I feel like a lot of people have students coming to me. Yeah. For, they want to help other people. And it's like, okay, 
I think that Reiki's bringing them like Reiki knows that it can get them, you know, but not get them, but like, they'll be drawn to it to, for a different reason. But in the end, they're the person that needs healing, but it sounds like mm-hmm. you actually wanted you, you were drawn to it for, for your own healing. Yeah. Yes, I was. But also I didn't really know just how much it was for me until I started. Um, I would have said at the time when I was signing up for Reiki one that I really hope that it does help with my Claire's and I'm really excited to see what it does for my communication with spirit and stuff like that. Um, when I took level one, I was like, Oh, I needed this. <laughs> I needed this so much. And really I I've come to terms with that. A lot of, a lot of the reason that I was drawn to it was for me. So, yeah. Hmm. So would your husband, would he be open to these modalities? Like, is he interested in this spiritual world that you're in or is he kind of kind of just lets you do your thing? <laughs> um, I play around with my level of how much I talk to him about this. He would have, I would say 10 years ago, we've been together for 17 years or something like that. So 10 years ago, I'd say he's pretty skeptical of a person. He'd like to kind of live in that energy of I'm okay with not knowing. Yeah, sure. Some weird stuff happens. I don't care. But now he is quite, there's something to this. Like, there wow you know there is stuff to this and I will tell like I'll come up from a reading and and he'll ask how it went and I I kind of wonder like does he mean this like on a soulful inquiry level or is he just asking his wife how you know so I think I'm still experimenting with him he's definitely changed his um viewpoints and evolved and would admit now that life goes after death and things like that whereas that's quite in contrast to what he would have been in the past but um I I know that he thinks it's pretty weird (laughs) (laughs) um and 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 he's just kind of being taken along for the ride whether he likes it or not and and I'm very gentle with it with regard to him in that I don't want to force it down his throat in any way shape or form and um I think he appreciates that. And he is very much on his own timeline with it, with regard to his spiritual relationship and, and, and spiritual world. Um, but he's open, much more open than he used to be. Yeah. I think it's good what you said about him, him being on his own timeline. And I think it's important for us to always like respect the other, uh, other people's path and like, you know, not, I think it works better not to try to convince or persuade anyone, like just allow them to, I don't I, the same with my husband. He, he didn't believe really in anything, any of this stuff. And I just didn't really talk to him that much about these things in the beginning, but mm-hmm. as he was around it more and then he got, mm-hmm. he started asking some more questions and now he's like full on, as I said in your podcast, attuned to Reiki and he's very much on a spiritual path right now, but I just, didn't really, I just think it's always best for people to come to it in their own timing if they're meant to. So. Yes. Know. Yes. And I think my husband is meant to, and that is there for him in his uh, future of like discovering this a little bit more, but um, 
he, I just use different words with him and talk about the same thing. So I won't say like, oh, you you just got a psychic hit or something like that. But he's extremely intuitive. So, and he'll share his intuitive insights with me, but I won't say to him, oh, you have intuitive insights. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm here for it. And I take what he says quite seriously because he's, I'll, I'll say it he's not here in front of me. He's psychic. He is. And so I really enjoy that part. And when he shares these things that come through, would he say, I just got a spiritual download? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do I see it happening to him? Yes. (laughs) So too funny. Yeah. I wonder (laughs) if he, do you think like, because he's had, he maybe had experience as a child, like he's had this intuitiveness that he shut down so much that he, kind of, I don't know, went the other direction of being a, a skeptic as almost, I don't know if a protective mechanism or what to, yep. to keep it down, da- to keep it pushed down. And yeah, that tracks that tracks. And yeah, that be- I- being around you, I feel like, yeah, maybe eventually, maybe he'll be doing sessions himself someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I doubt that, but, um, but also we are in a town that's new to us. Okay. I say new, but we've lived here seven years, but it's quite um, different than where we were living, where we know so many people. So we've had to gather new friends and make new friends in this town. And uh, one of them in particular is quite aware of what I do with, with regard to spiritual work and that I am psychic. In fact, kind of by accident, I did a reading for her, um, where her father-in-law just came to me and I just had to blurt out all this stuff. And she's like, Holy shit. So (laughs) she really knows that part of me. And so he sees these new friends in our, our town refer to me in words that like, Oh, she's psychic. Oh, Brandy knows things. Oh, Brandy can talk to ghosts and things like that. And he sees it and he's like, (laughs) it's a whole new thing for him. And, and I think he's, you know, really quite curious about it. Uh, he's very much in a 3d matrix world with regard to his career and his work. So unless that changes one day, I don't see him really ever opening up and doing actual sessions or anything like that. And when people are really stuck in or identifying with a job that isn't really super fulfilling, that is what I call a part of the matrix, it can feel kind of a little bit soul sucking. Um, and that is not a place where your intuitive abilities will flourish at all. So we'll see what's in store for him. I'm, I'm excited to see my husband's future. I know it's bright and he does have gifts. Um, maybe he'll become in an environment where those things can flourish a little bit more. Who knows? I hope so. Yeah, that's so cool. That is exciting. I love that it is, I don't know, it's, it just sounds like he is kind of opening up, like little by little, he is opening up. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I love that. So talk, speaking of work, do you, do you have a, another job or career that you work at? Yes. Um, and lately I've been working quite a bit. Um, I've always worked outside of the home in uh, some capacity, when we had the kids, I really slowed that down and was like part-time or whatever and tried to do some things from home. So I did, I did medical transcription 
so that I could do that from home. So I could be with my kids. So I kind of tried to straddle both worlds of being a stay at home mom, but also have an income. (laughs) And that's kind of where I've been ever since in, in that I really like to not be fully committed to what I call a matrix job. It is soul sucking. Most of them are soul sucking in some (laughs) way. Um, So yes, entrepreneurship and putting out offerings is in my future, but I'm okay with straddling both worlds for a while. COVID really affected most Canadians, especially uh, financially, and it certainly did us. So I do have a casual uh, job where I work in an office. Um, for It's in the transportation industry where I schedule trips. It's handy dirt. So it's um, uh, buses that take people who have disabilities or cannot take a regular transit system because they have a wheelchair or cognition issues or whatever. Um, so a lot of old folks. Uh, so yeah, we pick them up at their house and take them to their doctor's appointments and things like that. That's the company that I work for. And I, I work in the office where I schedule the buses all day. So it works beautifully because I'm casual and I'm so, so, so grateful for it because I pick the days that I work and um, pick and choose when I don't work. And so I am able to kind of do both right now. And that's a blessing because eventually I'll be able to phase it out and just do some kind of entrepreneurial spiritual work and, and fully be in that world. I love that. So do you ever find that you're affected like by like, are you in contact with a lot of people on it when you're at your job? Like, are you affected by people's energies or have you ever had any type of like download about, a, you know, somebody like, have you had any experiences at work? Yeah, all the time. And I've talked about this on my podcast is that um, I, I basically finagled it so that I'm in a job now, uh, not to get too lost in the weeds here with the, the way that my work works, but I'm casual And so that means that I can train in all the departments and work in all the departments when they need me. Um, And so they'll be like, yeah, next week you're doing this or that. One of the things is talking to people on the phone a lot. um, And I couldn't do it. Like I can't, I couldn't, nope. I'll be zapped. I can't have proper energetic boundaries. One call after another, like picture like a call center type job. Um, so I finagled myself into this other position where I'm scheduling the bus routes where I don't have to talk to people much, um, as much, um, because yeah, nope, nope, not, it's not for me being so energy sensitive. I need to be able to work with boundaries. So I'm playing with that at work a little bit and it's been really fun because it's like experimental and I'm learning from it where I'll be completely energetic bound, meaning like I will put a metaphysical, like basically a shield around myself um, and I'll see it and I'll feel it and I'll intend, I'll put my intention and it's usually reflective even like I like to have it gold. So it's quite shiny and literally reflects back all the energy and I keep myself in my bubble. And it's been amazing to uh, see how that works and the effect that that has. And now I'm slowly playing with um, 
making it more or less permeable or kind of taking it off intentionally and putting it back on. And it's been really fun. And it's like an experiment in lifetime because I can see way less people even come up to me or near me or talk to me. And I'm quite fine with that, believe me, for the most part, um, when I have these shields on strongly and shield isn't exactly the right word but it kind of works and when I take them off people come to my desk and they want they have a reason to talk to me then and it's like wow I'm seeing this energy work play out in real time and it really is selfish I need to protect my myself and my spirit um, and kind of just go on robotic mode when I am in this matrix mode and it makes it easier if I do protect my energy that way so to answer your question in a really long rambling way yeah I feel a lot and I don't like it so I moved myself into this job where I didn't have to interact too much and boom put up those shields (laughs) wow that is so cool like I used to use energetic protection when I was driving in to go teach at a high school obviously lots of energies in there but I love what you said about I've never done that experiment of like taking like getting that yeah I call an archangel Michael I got my bubble going and I always say like it's higher frequency energies can kind of permeate the bubble but like lower vibrational energies can cannot come through the bubble and but I've never experienced experimented with taking it on on or off and that's so cool I'm going to try that now (laughs) try it out it's fun it's really fun to play because you can just see it work in real time yeah it's really fun to play with it and I couldn't really do that in a call taking position I was finding myself because I am an empath as well as I identify that way as do you um I was just finding myself just sad (laughs) a lot of the people who phone in and, and are asking for rides you know, they're going through cancer treatments, they're going through whatever they have to go through um, with regard to the doctor and, or renal dialysis, or, you know, a lot of them are really down on their luck, or a lot of them are really isolated and lonely, especially through COVID times. Um, And sadly, a lot of elderly people are isolated and lonely. And I felt it all. I, I, I couldn't do it. That's so, so I'm very grateful that hard. there was this other position where I could not do that. Um, yeah. So, you know, people and empaths out there, um, if you do find yourself really, really drained in your, in your job or really, really affected, try playing with the energy, um, try playing with protection and don't be afraid to change positions or get a different thing or whatever, because, that's that's a lot and it can feel really overwhelming and and as unaware empaths which i feel a lot of the empaths are unaware that they are um or unaware as to how it affects them um they can take on all that and be like a sponge instead of an observer position which is what you can achieve when you are aware of how to work with the boundaries and work within the the energy fields yeah yeah that's so important to be like learning to be an observer and like that's what I've been trying to learn to be a neutral observer Mm -hmm. and I was actually coaching basketball this weekend and the other coach she said something to me that really stuck with me she said observe don't absorb and she was using that with the players you know there's was all you know the refs were making some calls and there's some 
some of the girls on the other team were, there was just a few little incidents and the girls were a little bit riled up and rattled. And she was just like, observe, don't absorb. And, yeah. and I think as an empath, just like what you said, that's so important because I spent my whole life absorbing everything. Yeah. And, and yep. so I'm trying to cultivate that, that observer within me that I can stay neutral, like be neutral and observe, but don't absorb. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's so important for empaths, especially. Oh, it's imperative. It's imperative or, or else you are going to think that being an empath or any one of your spiritual abilities, you're going to feel as if it's a burden or a curse. And it's not, it's a magical super. It power. is. It's such yes. a, it's such a gift and I'm so grateful for it now, but you know, a lot of my life, it just, it did feel like it was a curse sort of, you know, it just felt like just made everything just made life feel hard sometimes because you were just without boundaries, without, as you said, you said unaware empath. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being an unaware empath, it's like you, you can feel pretty helpless. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Empowering yourself with like what you're saying, using the energetic protection and, you know, setting boundaries. Do you have any other tips to empower yourself as an empath? Um, well, uh, Reiki back to Reiki, yeah, I love yeah. to do a good, you know, even just a five, 10 minute self-healing like moment, you know what I mean? Um, and just re regular energy clearing on my own personal, like auric field, but also within my, my space and my home, I like to keep the energy like as close to perfect as I can. Here comes my perfectionism, but, um, <laughs> it needs to be aesthetically pleasing to me. It needs to be you know, clean and like my home. And if it isn't, it feels chaotic. It feels energetically yucky. Um, and it, and it, and it lends to my boundaries, not being as strong when I am out in the world. So keeping my home energetically well by doing smoke clearings with like this like Palo Santo or something um, and by ha keeping house plants and by um, you know, just taking care of the energy in my home and in my own auric field that really helps me to maintain the energetic boundaries and also learning. We talked about Dr. Nicole LaPera in my, in my podcast, um, learning how to do the work and how to meet yourself. Um, so a personal development from a psychology lens in conjunction with the spiritual development and the spiritual energies, the, the energetic uh, boundaries go hand in hand with the personal boundaries of learning how to do life better as a human being. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. I love that. So do you like, how often do you, are you space clearing? Like how often would you? Um, intention is so important. And so physically lighting a, sage or palo santo you know whenever i feel like it but sometimes i'll just clear the energy in the room by centering myself and just pushing out a little bit of clearing energy and and setting the intention like my space is is clear it's welcome things that are here do that do not serve me are out i'll just open a window so pretty much every day <laughs> i love that yeah i i use like i cleared this room with smoke before our session and also, I draw symbols on like clearing symbols on the walls um, as well. Like I use Reiki to clear 
space as well, but sometimes I should be doing it more. Like I always do it before a session or before Mm -hmm. I'm teaching something or like this podcast, but I should be doing it more. This is a good reminder for me to be doing it more, you know, around my house on the daily, because I, I Mm -hmm. I don't do it unless there's, I, I know there's something that I need to do it for, but I should be doing that almost every day. So thank you for the reminder. <laughs> thank you for the reminder. Anytime. I um, love that you draw symbols. And if you're going to go and paint a room, I did this in this room that I'm in right now, you can paint the symbol on the wall on, on, on top of the old color that you're going to paint over. And then you can paint your color or like, you know, the wall. Oh, so underneath oh, that right. paint, is your symbol. That's so cool. I love that. I did that in this room. Yeah. Such a good idea. Okay. So I think we're getting close to running out of time here, but, uh, would you like, is there anything that you want to tell, you know, my listeners about, um, with regards to, I know you said you don't have formal offerings, but like anything that's coming up for you, anything at all you want to share before we sign um, off? Um, listen to spirit talk uh, tune into that, give that a try if you haven't. And, uh, yeah, there will be, um, more and more posts coming out about my in, in-person event. And as I create courses, cause that is what I'm leading toward, uh, for online for intuitive development exercises or, you know, intuitive development circle basically is what I'm going to be starting. Um, I don't have dates for that yet, but tune in, um, uh, mostly I'm active on spirit talk or sorry, on Instagram, which is, at spirit talk 13. Yeah. I'll, I'll link all of your information in the snow in the snow, in the snow notes. I'm like looking at <laughs> snow. I'm in the basement, but I can oh, see a bunch of snow right above I'm my head. I'm looking at beautiful sun and blue sky. I'm so oh, sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry too, that I'm seeing this big, like bunch of snow right in my eyesight right now. Hopefully it will melt soon. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, show notes, not snow notes, show notes. Yeah, in the snow notes. (laughs) In the snow notes, I'll put all of her information. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining me here today, Brandy. There's so many awesome little, I don't know, little bits of information that you shared today and so many good insights. So I know that my listeners are going to love this. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I love this sharesies moment. Yes. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Except for our little technical dif- difficulties, but we, uh, we powered through. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Especially I feel like with two highly intuitive people or energy sensitive people, it can get really wacky with the technology. I yeah. swear. I should have um, reiki'd it before because yes, I, it does I, work. And I always forget. Okay. There's another reminder. Thank you. I've yeah. literally never reiki'd my computer. Yeah, it's it does really help, and I always forget. So that's okay. Our okay, I'm gonna do that. And um, uh, oh, let me know if anybody lets you know about rolling in the deep because right. I I'm so curious. There's something to that. I hope. Yeah, I hope. I think there could be. <laughs> it's a connection, or somebody needed to hear that song today. Yes. Thank you so much, Kate. Yeah. Well, have, have a great day. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Bye. Bye.